0: in that ongoing series. My name is Suzanne Munson, and I was asked to speak about ethics in government. Regardless of our political views, most Americans are concerned about the lack of ethics in Washington today. Comedian Robin Williams said that congressmen ought to wear sponsor jackets, like the NASCAR drivers, so we can see who owns them. But concerns about ethical leadership go back many generations to the early days of our beginning as a nation. I'm the author of several books about our American founding fathers and the focus on ethics when our government was just beginning to take shape. In research for my books, I was surprised to find that there was a leadership crisis on July 4th, 1776. That was the day that we issued our divorce papers from the mother country and all of the structure that had been in place since then, until then. Rule by royalty was all that our ancestors had known for generations here and in the old country. Many feared mob rule. European aristocrats, on the other hand, were certain that our ignorant rabble would soon run amok if we tried to govern ourselves and some of the concerns were justified. You could count literally on two hands the number of excellent leaders who would later merit the title founding father. In 1780, James Madison said that America's greatest problem was a quote, deficit of adequate statesmen, a deficit of adequate statesmen. In 1778, from the battlefield, while his troops were starving, General Washington wrote a scathing letter about the lack of ethical leadership among the men who were then serving in the Continental Congress. He said they were more interested, more concerned about petty quarrels and getting rich than in the welfare of a great nation fighting for its liberty. So, except for a very small group of forerunners, the young nation did face a leadership crisis. Into the void stepped two founding fathers, Thomas Jefferson and his mentor, George Wythe. Virginia Governor Jefferson appointed Wythe, who was a signer of the Declaration of Independence and called the godfather of the Declaration of Independence, as America's first professor of law in 1779. This is only three years after America declared freedom in 1776, very short time. Professor Wythe could could have been content just to teach his students a trade, the profession of law, but he wanted more for them, and he turned his law school at the College of William & Mary in Williamsburg into the nation's first leadership training program for future statesmen. Along with an excellent legal education, he taught his students about civics and the need for them to assume leadership roles at every level in America's new government, and in in its new court system. And by his own fine example, he modeled ethical service, ethical public service. Someone called him the only honest lawyer I ever knew. He taught his future leaders that it would be better to cut off a hand than to dip it into the public till for personal gain. He set the standard for the honorable servant leader. At his death, at George Wythe's death in 1806, his former students were virtually running the country. Thomas Jefferson as president, Chief Justice John Marshall on the Supreme Court, Henry Clay as a rising political star, and a host of senators, congressmen, cabinet officers, judges, foreign ambassadors, and numerous other leadership roles. George Wythe's story is about the power of one the ability of just one individual to change history for the better. His contributions to getting America off to the right start are covered in my biography of him, titled Jefferson's Godfather, The Man Behind the Man. With was Jefferson's second father and his beloved mentor, and his ideals were behind Jefferson's greatest achievements, those that he chose for his tombstone. Author of the Declaration of Independence, Author of America's First Religious Freedom Law and father of the University of Virginia. So, the book, Jefferson's Godfather, can be found on Amazon and online, Barnes and Noble. I op- also published another book about Jefferson. This one is called The Metaphysical Thomas Jefferson. This work is an exploration of Jefferson's current views on government, politics, the media, use of the military, higher education, religion and a host of other topics, if you could access him today from his present place in spirit. It's a very interesting book and well-rated on Amazon. So those are my two published books, Jefferson's Godfather and the Metaphysical Thomas Jefferson. A third will be published next year with a new focus on George With's leadership program, and this will be titled A Deficit of Statesmen. More about these books can be found on my website, suzannemundsen-author.com. So now we come to the present question of ethics in government. What can be done about the problem? We wonder, what training is given to new members of Congress? Is there a program to teach the ideals of honorable public service? Certainly, there should be classes in understanding the Constitution, Perhaps there should be a test for government officials, just as we have tests to certify accountants, medical doctors, architects, beauticians, dentists, truck drivers, realtors, and others. The fact that our newspapers are dying is also a tremendous threat to honest government. After cuts in newspaper staffs, how many investigative reporters will be left? to ferret out wrongdoing by our officials and agencies, or simply to report the business at hand. Our leadership problem is further exacerbated by an apathetic public. People seem more focused on what their friends are doing on Instagram than what their elected officials are doing in public office. We wonder how many high school classes now foster civic involvement and an understanding of the foundations of our democratic republic. There's also a huge lack of involvement in politics at the grassroots level. The result is that great decisions about future leaders are usually made by a very small number of people in a backroom environment. So it's said that we get the government we deserve. And our founding fathers would remind us democracy is not a spectator sport.